0: Man, it's sometimes a struggle to identify what, what is God trying to show me and what word does He want to deliver for the church uh, today. So He just, in His beautiful way, starts throwing topics and ideas through prayer and through Scripture about, about what He wants to say to the church. And, and I really believe that He wanted me to reinforce some things for, for the church um, this morning, specifically for victory. And uh, it, it comes after some of the Victory 101 classes and the membership classes that, that Mike and, and Bob have, have gone through and put together, and we talk about things through uh, Mike's um, recent um, talks and, and sermons about what the church is about, you know, what is our vision, what is our mission, what are the things we have in place to save people, to bring them to the revelation of Jesus Christ, and to disciple them, to make sure that this church, this local church, is doing the kingdom building things that God wants us to do, you know, the Great Commission, go to the ends of the earth, right? Well, some people think that southwest Minnesota is actually the end of the earth, so here we are. Here we are, and we are the local church. So what I want to reinforce maybe a little bit and and offer a different perspective on is your opportunity, your opportunity and my opportunity to connect, grow and serve, to use the opportunities that we have in leadership to bring about those kingdom building things here in Balloton, Minnesota and, and in greater southwest Minnesota. And Alan talked last week about even out to the ends of the earth, into other parts of the world through missions. We can do a lot of really kingdom impacting things here from little old Victory Church, and it's exciting. It's very, very exciting. Sometimes I'm not all that excitable of a person. I, you know, maybe are not as expressive as as some people. But that that thing excites me. When we get together and we sing songs like we just did, and I see people arms raised and, and truly and purely worshiping our, our Savior, our Lord uh, Jesus Christ, man, I get just bubbly inside. And I know that manifests for, uh, for different people in different ways, the excitement, the energy that God brings to your heart. But that's essentially what, what we want to see as leadership going on in this church, Every single person. Wouldn't that be great? How, how how, much could we impact if we all brought our own energies to this area? Thank God we're not all the same, by the way. Right? I mean, you know, as much as I love some of you in here, you can drive me nuts with some of your idiosyncrasies. And I'm sure I can do the same. Right? So what we're talking about here is membership. We're talking about the local church. And all of the, all of the things that, that go on inside of a local church body usually are meant and used by God to accomplish greater things. So we need to look past some of those things that might irritate us about one another and try to look into each other's heart. God uses relationships. Relationships. God doesn't need any single one of us to accomplish His goals. He doesn't. Sorry. He doesn't need me. doesn't need Bob. He can do it without us. But He chooses to use us. He chooses to use us. He chooses to use me and my giftings and my opportunities and my experiences to, to, to steward those things into kingdom-building things, into kingdom-building activities. And what is kingdom building? Well, kingdom building is making sure that people know who Jesus Jesus is, what he did, why he did it, and discipling them to be replicated into multiplying more salvations, multiplying more disciples. That's what we need to do here at Victory Christian Church. So to to give some, that's the context. So the specifics of it, You know, we talk about things like like a mission statement. We're here to help you discover and experience an abundant life in Christ. That's what we stay focused on. We chose those words carefully. It seems like a simple phrase, discover, experience, abundance. But if you put it together with our connect, grow, serve, discipleship process, it fits really well. So if you're like me, you need things to, to, to lock together in order to memorize stuff. Okay, So that's what I'm going to try and, and help do a little bit this morning. I'm going to try and help us in a practical way understand and maybe even memorize our, uh, our mission statement and our process for discipleship. So our mission statement, I don't even think I have it up there. I just have the Connect, Grow, Serve opportunity. But our mission statement is to help you to help me, to help us discover and experience an abundant life in Christ. Okay? So, the question is, why, 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 why? 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 Six kids, you got why, 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 why times six. (laughs) Why belong to a local church? What's the point? Well, if you look to Scripture, uh, let's back up a minute. Okay, let's look at the story in full. God creates... God creates the world. God creates us. Creation falls. And man uh, either rebels or tries to earn and keep favor with God. Two things. You either rebel against God or you're knocking yourself out trying to earn favor with Him. That's kind of our human nature. We can't do it. We couldn't do it. The Old Testament showed us that. And hopefully we learned. We needed Jesus. We needed Jesus to come as a as a perfect, unadulterated sacrifice. He paid it all. He paid every single thing that needed to be paid in order for creation to be redeemed, like Bob read for us earlier, to our Father. Okay? So the story goes on. He sent a helper. Now He sends a helper, the Holy Spirit, to help us through this to get us into that point where we understand that deeper love, where we can actually receive Jesus Christ and all that He embodies for our lives so that we can be in relationship with God and reproduce. We can reproduce the salvation message. We can reproduce discipleship. The rest of the story is comes when he, when he returns, when Jesus returns to close the final chapter on this book. And then we go into eternity, and that will be fun. So what is this all about as far as the local church business? Where does that all fit? Well, there's one simple answer, really. He isn't finished working. He isn't finished working. He's not done yet. That's why he hasn't come back yet. Why hasn't he come back yet? Why does he tarry? Willie Terry, well, he hasn't come back yet, so he's got more to do. And, and that's where we sit today. So how do, we, how do we approach that? How do we organize that? Well, if you look to Scripture and you look to some of the, uh, some of the chapters, um, Mike, if, if you'll uh, skip the, the Romans Road thing, I'll, I'll do that at the end. Just go right to slide three. If you look to Scripture and you, you look at some of the books, right at the beginning of the chapters that, that Paul wrote, he opens up with, or a lot of them, anyway, he, uh, he opens up with something like this. To all who are in Rome, Romans chapter 1-7. In Corinthians, he, he states it this way. To the church of God, which is at Corinth. In Galatians, he says, to the churches of Galatia. And the reason I kind of emphasize churches there is, um, you know, there's, there's some that believe that in a city there should only be one real local church. I don't subscribe to that. You know, I'm, that's between you and God really, uh, I guess, to, to sort that doctrine out or theology. But um, I, I believe that he, he specifically said churches of Galatia because there was probably more than one church. Or, or life groups, or something like that. My, my point is that, you know, big churches are big churches. Um, small churches like us are small churches. <laughs> but we're all after the same thing. And so, on we go to Ephesians. To the saints who are in Ephesus. So now he's speaking individually. To the saints who are in Ephesus. Ephesians 1.1. 1, 1. And in Philippians to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi. So he's, he's talked specifically to individuals, to a church, and to churches. My point here is that this hasn't gone away. Okay? God still addresses those he calls his own. He addresses us today through Scripture, through the Holy Spirit. As we read that Scripture... So he might say something like this to victory, to all the saints who are in the ballotin area. To all the saints who are in the ballotin area. Well, using some of these same books as a pattern for victory and for the ballotin area, I want to try to answer that question, why belong? Why, 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 why? So why why are we members? You know, how many of you have signed up for a membership that you may be, Thought was a good idea right away, but decided later on maybe you should have read the fine print. Am I the only one? No, good. Credit cards, magazines, etc. I'll tell you about one of them uh, that I experienced. It was bow hunting magazine. I'm a I'm a bow hunter, and um, they decided to start sending these videos by the mail, and they were they were even VHS tapes. This wasn't that long ago, and uh, maybe five years, to give you context. And so I'm, I'm looking at this, this package with the, with the letter attached to it that says, hey, glad you're a member of Bowhunting Magazine. You know, here's your opportunity. Here's your opportunity to what? Here, oh, here's your opportunity to gain insight and do these hunting blah, 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 blah. Okay, whatever. If you watch the video and don't like it, you can send it back to us. If you don't send it back to us, we'll charge you 19.95. You know, and then have you ever noticed the encouraging people that you have around you? Like my dear, gracious, mercy-giving wife Mindy that says something like, what kind of ignorant person would sign up for a membership like that? <laughs> we get surprised once in a while. Well, the point here at Victory is to not get those surprises. So God has placed in processes, leaders, um, and and programs that we deem appropriate to help shepherd our opportunities and our gifts and and help us individually to steward those gifts so that we know our, our membership responsibilities. We're all ultimately the body of Christ, right? I mean, we got Grace Life. 20 miles up the road here, that uh, we love those people. We lo- we're, we're sister churches, if you will. So they have, they have a lot of the same things going on. Um, but we have a key charge here for Southwest Minnesota. And we have uh, leaders in place to shepherd all the people that, that, that come into this, this work and our job again just to restate it and almost kick the horse, is our job is to make sure people are saved and to make sure people are discipled. So I want to go back to Roman's Road here, Mike. I think this is a good good time for it because I wanted to maybe take, take just a little bit of a rabbit trail and show you guys Roman's Road. Who has heard of Roman's Road? Most? Most everybody. That's good. So... I'm not going to belabor it, but, you know, here's, a, here's your opportunity to be interactive with me this morning in church. So, I only have two requirements for the volunteers that I'm going to ask to stand up. You have to read, you have to be able to read, and you have to have a loud voice. Okay? I need four people. Uh, first, Romans 3.23. Kathy, I knew it. I knew it. Stand up, please. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So there it is. We are all in big, big trouble. There's, there's not one righteous. All That's earlier on, or, or right around there in Romans. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And there's nothing that we can do about it. Romans 5 8. Kathy, I got to pick somebody else. How about Kenny? Kenny D, you got a big loud voice, don't you? Will you stand up, please? While we were in this hopeless condition, nothing we could do about it. God, through His love, sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to save us. Okay? The picture's getting brighter. Romans 6.23. Johnny? Perfect. The wages of sin is death. Again, there's a consequence there that is really, really ugly. But God has given us the gift of eternal life through Jesus Christ. So now, here we are. Now we have a choice to make. Do we want death? Do we want life? Seems simple, right? But most, I won't say most, a lot of people haven't even heard that much of the message. I need to wake up to that. A lot of people in southwest Minnesota have not even heard that much of the message. Romans 10 9 and 10, and then 13. Troy. So there it is. There's nothing we can do except He gave us one out. The out of believing and receiving Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Jumping off the edge of the boat. Understanding that His deep deep love is the only thing that can save us. So that's Romans Road. Now everybody's trained. If God gives you an opportunity... To share that good news, that gospel with, with with another person who maybe hasn't heard that. These are four scriptures that, that just lay it out clearly. So if you're into memorizing script anything, these would be four great verses to memorize. He's given us a good a good pattern for salvation. Amen. Now Here's the main point of my message. With this membership comes responsibilities, right? Ooh, yikes, responsibilities. Well, here's the good news. God bases our responsibilities as members of a local church out of His everlasting and all-encompassing commitment to us. So hear me loud and clear on this one. We can do nothing in our own power to attain His approval. I don't care how many good things we've done or how many bad things we've done. None of that matters in terms of gaining His approval. What gained His approval was what Christ did at the cross. That was the only thing. And that's something we can never, ever, 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 ever lose sight of. You can have nice, fancy mission statements. You can have nice, fancy processes. But what Christ did at the cross, out of his everlasting and all encompassing commitment to us, is what he judges us by. That's what he bases our responsibilities out of. What a relief. Oof, what a relief. So, now what do we do? Do we just lay here and just kind of let God? No. No, not really. That doesn't work so much. Because even though He doesn't need us to accomplish His work, He chooses to use us. That's been His design since Christ in his glory floated up into the clouds his design has been to establish local churches with leadership with the organization and the the empowerment through the holy spirit to carry out his good news to carry out his gospel so we do have something to do and you know what there are some rewards for that number 1 is peace there I don't think there's one single thing more satisfying in my life anyway. I'm not going to speak for, any, for everybody, but I think you'll find the same to be true. When you're doing the work of the, of the Father, when you're doing the work through the Holy Spirit that He wants you to do, there's nothing more satisfying. If you're in business, you can sell all you want. And it's like the more you sell, the more you sell. When we're in a position... With just like locked arm in arm with the Holy Spirit, spreading the good news, bringing people into a stronger uh, sense of belonging to God, and you see that and you feel that, there is nothing more satisfying. And I tell you what, the more that happens, the more it will happen. When it's contagious, the Holy Spirit knows how to pull these strings in our lives, it's contagious. When, when you have a group of people that are completely sold out to his business, the more we sell, the more we sell. So, that's great. And then we think about, like Mike preached on here a couple of months ago, what does 500 look like? What if there's 500 people in here? <laughs> awesome! Awesome! You know, right away, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, but anybody, does anybody go yabbit hunting? I love to yabbit hunt. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, Oakley, he likes to rabbit hunt. But yeah, I go yabbit hunting a lot at home. Yeah, but what about 500 people? Holy cow, do you know what it will take to, because we're looking for quality here, not, not quantity. So 500 people is 500 people, but 500 people that are led first by the Holy Spirit, but usually through leaders, now we're talking because, you know, there's 25,000 people in Lyon County. I don't think we're going to be a church of five ten thousand 10,000 people. That's not realistic. But 500, yeah, it's realistic. Absolutely. So what... What is our part in that? We have a smaller group here this morning, which I think is kind of interesting. But, you know, I'm just going to tell you that, looking around here, we got a couple visitors, and you're probably here for a reason too, but I believe every single, every single one person here, including Oakley, has a job to do at Victory. And that has something to do with Leadership. I want everybody here who thinks they're a leader to raise their hand. Good, we'll work on the rest of you. (laughs) Because truly it is like I said earlier in in worship. You know, no matter where any of us are at, we have an ability, we have a, really a responsibility to be leaders in our community. Now does that mean that you're gonna be a deacon, a deacon, or an elder in the church, or a Sunday school teacher, not necessarily, but maybe. There are plenty of opportunities to serve. I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit here, so I'm going to regroup. But again, I'm just going to restate, just to maybe even at the expense of boring you to death. Victory exists to help you discover and and experience an abundant life in Christ. It's our mission. Victory exists to help you discover and experience an abundant life in Christ. We use the process of connect, grow, serve for discipleship. So connecting, what does that mean? Let's put put some, some practicality to that. What does connecting mean? Well, we think about Sunday services, worship, healing services, life groups. Anything that helps us connect to God and get people connected to God. That's that's what we mean when we say connect, connect, grow, serve. We want we want an environment here where individuals can connect to God and connect to others that God has placed uh, for discipleship. It's dry in here. How do we grow? Well, we grow by first connecting, a lot of times to others, and all the time to God, but it comes to life in things like life groups, like the Victory 101 classes. So now let's think back to 500 people. What the heck are we going to do with 500 people? Well, if every life group is 12, and anybody's got a calculator out there, divide 500 by 12, what do you get? Something like 40. 40. I think. So that would put us in the about right math of 40 leaders we need here to shepherd life groups. Anybody counted how many people are in here today? Evan, you usually do that, don't you? Oh. Okay, well I'm guessing maybe 80. How's that? Close? So half of you... Are going to be designated for life group leaders that's hmm. this half look over there this half look over there that's a lot of people <laughs> that's a lot of leaders but that's our job that's that's our part that's our responsibility in this in this membership gig so I don't want to be surprising to anybody if maybe in my life group I'd ask you, you know what I think you have leadership ability you might you might just find your you might find me giving you some responsibilities. You might find me delegating some of the lessons to you. Oh, what an opportunity. That's fun. It's challenging. Monkey? It's challenging. God oppress you, but there's like I said before, there's nothing more satisfying than to than to be in that flow of God, God's good work. A living, breathing body of Christ is one that serves. A living, breathing body of Christ is one that serves. Servant leadership. It's a great topic. If, if you haven't read the book uh, Jesus on Leadership, that's a good one. It talks about servant leadership. Jesus on Leadership by, I wish my wife was in here. She knows the author. Uh, I don't remember his name. Jesus on leadership—that's the name of the book. So our, uh, the main point again: he he wants us to to transmit this 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 leadership, this this gifting that he's deposited in our life to others. And um, thank God again that the the main uh, thing is that he bases these this responsibility as members of a local church, out of His everlasting and all-encompassing commitment to us. So, point two. Talked a little bit about leadership. I want to go right to, uh, to Acts 20. So if you have your... Uh, I don't have it up on the screen here, so if you have your Bibles, turn to Acts 20 with me, please. Please. And in 27 to 29, it says, For I do not shrink back from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come among you, not sparing the flock. And before I comment, I want to go to Hebrews uh, chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13, uh, 17 says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls. As those who will have to give an account, as those who will who will have to give an account. Let me read that again. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. So in Acts 20, he's speaking more specifically to the leader. And in Hebrews 13, he's speaking more to those who follow the leaders. And I just wanted to speak to this a little bit this morning because... You know, again, one of, the, one of the other things I really appreciate about our leadership team, starting with Mike and going to the elders, is that we live this. We pray for your souls. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard not to shrink back. We completely understand that the only thing that has saved any of us is Christ and what He did at the cross. But He has put in place a leadership team here at Victory, led by the Holy Spirit, to pray for souls, to make disciples, to shepherd each other, and the call to obedience in Hebrews is it is a choice it's not a it's not necessarily a demand saying if that this is a choice you saying obey your leaders for they're the ones keeping watch over your souls we're looking for wolves we're looking for lions and we i mean i we pray for people here we pray for people at elders meetings we we pray for people during the week and we know that you're praying for the leaders of the church. I know that people are praying for Mike because I hear them talk about it. You know, we shouldn't make it a pain in the neck. <laughs> you know, we shouldn't make, it shouldn't be a pain in the neck to follow somebody. We all need accountability. Leaders need accountability. Um, everybody in the congregation needs accountability. But we should want to follow our leaders. If we are all led by the Holy Spirit and the processes, the missions, the mission statements are led by the Holy Spirit, it should be a pretty easy thing to subscribe to if we have given our all to Christ. If God has called you here to victory, our ask as a leadership team is to, to get engaged. It's not a reprimand. It's not a reprimand. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, we need, we need more Sunday school teachers. Well, we do need more Sunday school teachers. But the attitude of that ask is that let's not miss out. God is doing a good work here. Through many different activities through many different programs, if you will, I think, to to VBS. Man, it's good. It's good. We have a God that has us. We sung about it this morning. He will never fail us. You know, when you get into the the, the leader-follow discussion, a lot of times... You hear these stories about you know, one failing the other. Well, i got news for you. That could happen here at some point. You know, I might, I might fail you. You might fail me. We have to look past that. We have to look beyond that. Because God will never fail us. As imperfect as I am and as imperfect as you are, God still chooses to use us. So that's why he talks about things like forgiveness in Scripture and accountability and and making sure that we are led by the Holy Spirit together so that we can work through those differences. He says things in Scripture like iron sharpens iron. (laughs) That's fun. (laughs) Mindy and I have as good of a relationship as I think any married couple could have, but we are a lot Unlike each other in many ways. And she sharpens me and I sharpen her. And sometimes, I'll be honest with you, it's not fun. But there's a greater good in it. And recognizing that, it's a beautiful thing. Because I tell you what, you know, sometimes I can be like a donkey and she has to put the rope around my ears and give a little tug. And that's okay because it's brought me further along in my experiences, in my giftings, in my life than I ever would have if she wouldn't have been my thorn at times. But you know what? I usually don't see the thorn. I usually see the rose. She's not here so I can say just about anything I want, but I had to cover my tracks there. But anyway, I take my responsibilities as a husband and, a, and as a father very seriously. I am the leader of my home. I am the spiritual leader of my home. So the kids and Mindy, they can kick and scream and you know that, that's not all that fun when you have that, that leadership responsibility. Conversely, if they say, Dad, I believe in you. I see you working with people and I see results in their life And I've seen you have my back, Dad, when nobody else really did. Now that's where things start to happen. That's where ministry starts to happen. You know, when we see families come into our home and we see the kids ministering and and shepherding other families' kids, oh man, it brings me to my knees. I think Olivia's already brought more people to the Lord than I have on the trampoline, outside, brings me to my knees. Sometimes I've got to be careful not to be guilty about that. But when we serve in this capacity, recognizing that God has put leadership in place to do the work of the local church, mighty things will happen. He'll never fail us. When we struggle, now I'm going to talk a little bit about just personal accountability, getting away from the hierarchical accountability, if I can state it that way. You know, I really believe that we've lost the art of confession, I believe we've lost the art of confrontation. Um, I'm not going to ask for a raise of hands, but I'm just going to mention accountability partners. Because I've had a couple of them in my lifetime, and it's probably one or two of the single best decisions that I've had regarding relationships. You know, the key is finding somebody that you absolutely trust. And to ask them in confidence things that you might not ask anybody else. Like, I'm struggling with this. Man, can you pray with me? And you know what? I'm going to give you permission to to call me next week or the week after and ask me how I'm doing. I believe we've lost that art. And that's one of the tools, perhaps, that God gives us in relationship to sharpen each other. So consider that. Because <clears throat> it's more blessed to give than receive. So if you have a chance to be an accountability accountability partner, take that uber seriously, uber. I haven't used that word in a lot in a long time. Very very seriously. Because it is uh, certainly an opportunity to to be blessed and to give as well as receive. So. Um, let's not forget about the thief, the wolf, the legion that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. You know, these, these things that I'm talking about this morning will arm us, will equip us, will, will help us to identify what God has put in our life and what the devil is trying to take away. John 10.10 10 says the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He doesn't come for any other purpose. He only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Christ came that we may have life and that we may have that life abundantly. So this, this really brings me to point three. Get yourself engaged in the ministry of the local church. we got lots of opportunities here. And if you feel God's call on your heart, and I'm giving anybody in here permission to consider that. If God is putting something on your heart, and it can be as little as a perceived little as making coffee, that's a big deal today. You know, I mean, if I recall, there's something that says when you're in Rome, consider the Romans. Coffee's a big deal today, you know. Out in the foyer, um, we have greeters, we have ushers. You know, I want to tell a little uh, sidebar story about this that happened a few weeks ago. When Mindy and I went to to California, we went to a church. Anybody read um, uh, Crazy Love by Francis Chan? Anybody heard of Francis Chan? We got some. Okay, so we went to the church that Francis Chan started. Lovely church. The, uh, the music was awesome. It was just a three-person band. They were good. And the, the message was awesome, right on target. Um, talked about a lot of the same things that I'm, I'm speaking to uh, this morning, in fact. Mindy and I walked in to the foyer where they had coffee and they had rolls and they had everything you'd want, you know, to be invited in, into a church. We were not said hi to by one person. We walked through, kind of milled around in the foyer for a while, looked at the donuts and decided we didn't need the calories and walked into the, the fourth row of a, of a sanctuary that held probably 850 people. Sat down, worshipped, was awesome. They, they really, they. I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about this church. I think a lot of this is just cultural because... They were invested into worship. The message was good, really good, Christ-centered, cross-centered. It was was a good service, a good message. It got over, we stood up, started walking out the door, and we could have walked right out. In fact, I think we could have walked in and out of that church three or four times without even being said hi to. We talked to an usher. Um, Mindy's kind of bubbly about, you know, just striking up conversations. So she struck up a conversation with an usher and we quizzed him for a while. And then on the way out, we talked to the pastor. Um, But my point is, you can have the coffee, you can have the rolls, you can have all the things that make people comfortable, but they're not going to be comfortable unless, at least in this culture of Southwest Minnesota, we engage new people. And, you know, that's just a big call, I think, for victory in in this setting, in this location, to just make sure that when people come, they've come for a reason. They might be the next big evangelist. Who knows? Let's steward what God brings to this building. Amen? So there are other things. Other other things that we can give to the local church tithes would be a big one you know tithing is sometimes um avoided as far as talking about it mike does a really great job about laying out the the vision for tithing but but really take you know don't take my word for it take scripture's word for it study tithing it's it's not so much about giving money that you think you don't really have to give as it is, gosh, maybe I'm missing out on some blessings. You know, God calls us to give with a cheerful heart. And, you know, sometimes 10% is, is hard to part with. You know, maybe, maybe God will ask you, well, then start with five. Maybe he'll ask you to start with two. Maybe he'll ask you, you know, you've been given 10% for about 20 years. I got more for you if you're willing. And the more that comes back to us, don't think it's always money, but it could be a lot of things that are way, way, way more valuable than money. So again, I, I'm, not, I'm not condemning. I'm not saying, geez, everybody needs to be you know, giving given up their 10%. No, no, no. Just seek God on this. Seek God on this one. It, it is an opportunity for us to engage in the local ministry of victory. And it's a big one. Life groups. If you're not in life groups... Get in one. It's easy. Life groups are awesome. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that that is discussed and that happens in life groups that just isn't going to happen here on Sunday morning. Questions get answered that wouldn't get asked here on Sunday morning. Hopefully, most of the answers that are given are answers that would be given here on Sunday morning. If that doesn't happen, then we have a life group leader Pastor Bob Fricky to engage that. We want this to be a safe place. We go to a lot of effort to ensure that this remains a safe place. When we have worship nights, we we train our our prayer warriors, our teams, and, and we give them cards so that the people that come up here to be prayed for know that you know the person that's praying for me is is trained it's not some you know Willy Wonka coming off of the street giving me a word to go to Africa when that's just not realistic. We want this to be a safe place. We want life groups to be a safe place so we've trained life group leaders We have a process to bring life group leaders through a training to be sure that they represent Christ and represent victory in the way that God has called us. Does that mean that we put this framework around the life creators leaders? You can only do that? No. Nope. There's a lot of materials that, that are uh, very versatile in, in life groups. My point here is that get engaged in life groups. It will really help you grow. It will really help you grow. Sunday school classes, children's church, youth groups, Bible studies, vacation Bible school, the most excellent way. Counseling. You know, there's there's a great need for counseling. And there's some of you in here that could counsel. It might take a year, it might take two years, it might take three years to get to that point where you're comfortable. Maybe Mike's comfortable with you. Whatever. But if God's called you to it, don't shrink back from it. Engage it. Find out what, what is it going to take. What is it going to take? Nursery. Facility. Grounds. There's all sorts of things. Look around. There's opportunities to serve. Amen? Amen? We doing okay so far? I think I, nobody's falling asleep. That's good. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize here. And then we're going to sing that song again, The uh, Your Love Never Fails, Never Gives Up, because that's like a pounding theme in my heart this morning. So we're going we're gonna, to uh, summarize and, and close up here. I'm going to ask um, Pastor Bob to come up and give a closing prayer while we get set up. But, you know, in summary, just, just remember... God bases our responsibilities as members of the local church out of His, let me put it a different way, out of His unconditional love. He bases our responsibilities out of His unconditional love. Know who you are in Christ. Knowing who you are in Christ means being comfortable in your own skin. You don't have to be anybody else. God has given you you, your gifts, to do His work. And it's out of His unconditional love that He bases your life. Connect. Get get the knowledge of who you are in Christ. Discover that. This is where the tie-in comes. Connect, grow, serve to discover, experience that abundance. Grow means reading the word. Sing his praises. Follow your leaders. Learn. Life groups. Experience it. And then serve. Apply. Apply those gifts and those experiences that God has given you. Get involved. Expand the capacity in your life for abundance. Yes! Love it. You'll never reach, until glory comes, you won't reach capacity. He's always got more, he's new every day. It's an exciting life in Christ. Serve. Amen.